everybody. It's Kai. This is Politics Inside Out. Andrea Seabrook's on the other end of the phone, as she is every doggone day. How are you, Andrea? There it is. Good. There's that noise. There it that, is. That's how we I've know. I'm trying to figure that's out how, how to shake that's that how up we know. Don't even bother. It's your thing. <laughs> we know it's your thing. All right, so listen, we are going to pick up directly from where we off la- left off yesterday, which is uh, the uh, disagreement you and I were having about uh, President-elect Trump's nominees once they get to the Senate and whether they will be vetted or not. And you said yes. he's, he's re- the transition team is really, really behind on the vetting and checking of nominees as compared to yes. where they usually yes. are. And I said... Yes you know what, he's just going to send him up there and let the chips fall where they may. And we had a whole discussion about how you you thought he wasn't going to do that because that can get really he ugly. Can't. And Oh, and here we go again. And I yeah. said, <laughs> of course he can, because as we've seen for the past 18 months, he can do anything he wants and nothing bad happens to him. In fact, good things happen to him. He wins, right? So that that was the end of the show yesterday. Here we are again today picking it up. And here's, and here's why we're picking it up. Um, we got a tweet last night from at Gadget Gav, and he said, did Obama or anyone ever appoint a cabinet position in recess without a hearing? Um, and and yes. that's where we're going to start. The answer is yes. OK, go ahead. The answer is yes to that. But let me, you know, bef- l- before let me we get little, to that, all right, give me a chance to save a little face here. Um, <laughs> so let me just say that I, I actually now that now, now that you lay out my lot, my yes. logic for me, I, I agree with me. Uh, that he can't. <laughs> I know, bold. Uh, that he can't. Do, he can't do it. There's. There may be some amount that he can do, and he's already. Uh, Trump has already done uh, a lot of that by just nominating the people that he has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the known conflicts of interest that they have, such as people who are the heads of Goldman Sachs. Right, and, right. So know, he's, he's effectively who, daring the Senate to stand up and say to him, this is the line in the sand. Yes. In essence, yeah. He also knows that the... Uh, Senate uh, Judiciary Committee, which will start, which will have the hearings and then they'll go to the floor. It's voted on first in judiciary and then it goes to the floor. Well, it depends on the committee, right? Doesn't armed services do the secretary of defense and foreign relations does the secretary of state, right? I mean, they don't all go to judiciary. Yes, you're right. I'm just so used to those. Right. It's been a long time. Yeah, no, I know. It's been a long time. Uh, anyway, right, so, I'm going to go forward. Yes, yeah, it let's is go true. forward to the yeah. whole idea of, of recess yes. appointments, right? And and this is a question yes. actually about Obama. Well, it's actually not. It's actually it's actually a question about recess appointments at, at a cabinet level um, by a president. Yes. Now, here's what I my immediate reaction to this tweet. Very smart yep. question. Yeah. Uh, was yeah. Oh yeah. Obama did that. He he appointed judges. Yep. Uh, a couple of judges during a recess. That was not a real recess. And it's like this really ridiculous, well, yeah. like, I feel like we have to explain this for a second. Go, but go ahead. but the, the, the broad answer is uh, is that, yes, it's possible. With a whole bunch of caveats, yeah. Yes. Okay. So the Constitution says that if uh, Congress is in recess, the president can fill vacancies uh, that may happen during that time. Right. So what that means is that if there is a official congressional recess... Uh, even if it were to happen the first week of January, this is, a, yeah. we're just speaking hypothetically, yeah. Donald Trump could nominate everyone and they would be in for two years without having to be, uh, you know, uh, vetted by the Senate, without a vote in the Senate. Well, yes, but, okay, so first of all, it is the 115th Congress that convenes on the 3rd of January, and that date matters. That date matters because the new Congress starts on the 3rd of January, Donald Trump Third, doesn't yes. 3rd of January, Donald Trump doesn't take office until the 20th. So there won't actually be a Congress in recess when he takes office. No, yeah, 
to yes, they well, Congress it depends on what session. they want to do. They're, okay, seriously, so they're going to uh, convene and then go on a recess, please. They do it all. What are you talking about, Kai? I watched the first hundred. I know you that. have. It's the first hundred days, yo. They're not they going want, anywhere. Okay, they might not do. But listen, here's the difference. Because the president has this power and it has been used, the recess appointment power, and it has been used by the likes of, oh, I don't know, George Washington and Dwight Eisenhower and George H.W. Bush and George Bush and Obama, whatever. Because the Senate and the House were both controlled by Republicans and because both chambers have to agree that the Congress will officially adjourn. Exactly. In order for there to be a recess, what they've been doing to thwart President Obama's power to make a recess appointment is never adjourn. Right. This is the it's the Senate specifically for more than three days. More than three days. But isn't it the Senate specifically that keeps one token person in town and they gavel it in at eight o'clock in the morning and then go home for the day, right? Yes, but yeah. that's because the Senate and the House have to agree right, on exactly. adjournment. So exactly. one could stop the other from adjourning. Mm-hmm. Um, so theoretically, it's possible that a Republican Senate. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, OK, I hear you getting like. Well, no, I, have, I, I, no I have a question. I mean, I, we're pretty far down in the weeds and this is a pre- and this is a pretty highbrow hypothetical. Right. Because I I, I, I don't know. Because oh, here's what the thing what, is. No, what, listen yeah. to me for a second. Listen Go to ahead. me. They've got, yes, the Senate and the House, especially the Republicans in charge, are going to say, no, no, we don't want to look like assholes. We're going to have confirmation hearings on these guys. If, if one of them looks like they might produce the kind of fireworks that would stop Mm -hmm. the confirmation completely, Mm. I don't put it past them Hmm. to actually adjourn. Let him put him in. Okay. The guy has two yep. years. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. it's totally it's uh, a constitutional it, power. Th- th- yep. Th- and and I'll tell you what, I actually that is not outside the realm of possibility. I mean, I I think it's extremely unlikely, but there is a universe in which that Mars. could happen. Yeah, Mar- right. politics, Mars. Politics, politics, Mars. Man, you're good at that. <laughs> but but here's <laughs> but, but no, Thank but you. here's here's my more substantive question. And if I already asked you this, then then we'll just move on. Where do you come down on the? Uh, thing that you're hearing from a lot of people on the left, which is this, that the Democrats in Congress, specifically the Senate, ought to do what Mitch McConnell did in 2008 to Barack Obama and just stand in the schoolhouse door and say, you know what, you are going to get anything done over my dead body. We're going to object and sue you and 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 gum up the work so badly that you will be a single term president, Donald Trump. I think it's a terrible idea, no matter who's doing it, mm-hmm. about whom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that with some trepidation because I've no one has ever seen a candidate like this before. Right. Right. But I think coming in on that footing is a bad idea. And I'll tell you, I am uh, if there, if if I am partisan at all, uh, my partisanship is I lean towards people who are rational, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of party, regardless. I lean towards boring ass politicians mm-hmm. who want to actually talk about policy but, and do things. But, but you know, so this is interesting, and, and I agree with you. But let me just uh, let me just throw this out there. You know, so Mitch McConnell in two thousand eight is the Senate uh, Majority Leader for the Republican Party in opposition to the President of the United States, and he says out loud um, this. My job is to make Barack Obama a one-term president. And everybody in Washington went, oh, my God, Mitch McConnell said this horrible thing. (laughs) But if you really think about it, that kind of was his job. Well, yes, as the modern party system is conceived. Um, I think the problem is that it was such a bald-faced... Ad, ad, you know, admitting was, he, uh, he said it out loud, right? The gaff was yeah, that he, he said, said what he was thinking. What the, what the people who freaked out heard was, "We're not doing government; we're playing football." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. All I care about is my team winning. 
Hmm. And uh, and so it, it negates the entire idea that there be incremental progress by by compromise or ever even trying right. to find any kind of common ground. And so you're admitting to, you know, being in and it's he's not wrong. I mean, you're yeah, right. Yeah, maybe it yeah. is. Maybe it is. Maybe that's just but, but it's can just you imagine wistful if... on my part to want to want people to actually care about I don't know, listening to each other as Americans. So here comes the question in which I ask you for uh, your explicit opinion, as opposed to the opinions you just give freely. Um, (laughs) What do you think uh, Democrats in Congress will do? Let me let me answer it this way. I think they're going to uh, Democrats are very quickly going to rue the the day that they uh, got rid of the cloture oh the the um, filibuster oh yeah totally yeah the, yeah, the filibuster uh, yeah i think let's explain very, briefly in the, in the previous yes, congress se- senate yeah. democrats when they were in the majority they said we're only the new rule is that everybody passes on a majority vote except supreme court nominees uh yeah. thus depriving the then republican minority of power. I think it includes some federal judges. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, actually, uh, you know, both all, of, those all of which is to say the Democrats last time they had the majority in Congress really reduced the power of the minority. And now, oh, look, the Democrats are hosed. Yeah. In the Senate, suddenly right. they're, yeah, right, toast. They're in the minority. And th- this was, if, if people follow the news, this is the so called nuclear option. Right. But they didn't do that for. All votes. In other words, they took away the necessity of the 60 vote majority, right. the super majority to get certain kinds of judges through, you know, the advise and consent clause of the Senate. The problem is having pulled the trigger or pressed the button, whatever, the, of, on the nuclear option for certain things, they absolutely open the door to to uh, the other side mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. Pu- Pressing the button, pulling the trigger, whatever the metaphor is, for everything. So, you know, it's it, you can totally, in the Senate, change all of the rules all the time. The Senate is such a weird-ass yeah. place. Um, and the, the Republicans coming in could take the sort of bravado of the situation and say... Nope, we're getting rid of that. We're getting rid of filib- that kind of filibuster. Now, it's, it would still be possible to filibuster, right. by the way. We have come to equate filibuster with the 60-vote majority, which I know I'm boring everyone listening no, right now. No, please, more, more. <laughs> you, are, you are very kind. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, you know, it is possible that they could go even more nuclear. You know, it's like, you know, it, the Democrats, they, they like let off a little, you know, a little ballistic missile. It's possible now because they did that, that Mm -hmm. that the Republicans have plenty of leeway to go the other direction. All right. Anyway, uh, we are now going to get to the marketplace portion of this broadcast. It's going to last 90 (laughs) seconds because we're already way long and I've got another interview. And we are, man. And you know what? There's a finite appetite for this. Got to leave them wanting more. Um, but he loves you, Kai. No, nobody loves me, and that's fine. Um, so, so <laughs> no, here's I can't what we're wait gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I want to talk really briefly about the the Trumpian uh, rally that we're having. Yes, I don't in, understand. In yes, I, yeah. So, let me, can I ask you? You may ask. Go ahead. Trump in that meeting with the tech executives yes, yesterday. Remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, he he said. To, I mean, all kinds of things this. were remarkable. We should, we but one of the things he tape. said was, "I love this tape." Yeah, yeah. Let's play that tape. I'm here to help you folks do well, and you're doing well right now. And I'm very honored by the bounce 
They're all talking about the bounce. So right now, everybody in his room has to like me at least a little bit. Yeah, the bounce, right? right? It's the Trumpian yeah, the bounce. bounce. And he's essentially saying, like, oh, I did that for you. Look, I'm working for – I did that. You know, he's taking full responsibility. How much – Kai, how much can he take responsibility for, really? And let's get to the bonds after that because I am so confused on that. Yeah, so we're actually going to stay away from bonds because, honestly, Ah. that's that's weedier than you want to get. Okay. How much can he take? Here's the deal. He gets a not small amount of the credit for it, and and it goes like this. Everybody in the markets believes – that his policies, whether they are an infrastructure plan that's going to spend a lot of money, whether there are tax cuts for corporations, which will then have more money, everybody in the market believes that that's going to be good for corporate America. Very important distinction there between corporate America and real America, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. everybody believes that it's going to be good for corporate America. Profits will go up, regulations will lessen, there will be more money in companies. The problem, of course, is that companies for the past low these many years, and I'm talking like a decade now, have done nothing except sit on that cash. They haven't used it for capital investment. They haven't used it to increase pay. They haven't used it for worker-friendly. Because they just want the cash. And and here's why. Because workers- Why do you just want cash? Because because they don't have to spend the money to get more productivity out of American workers. We have had an amazing increase in productivity. It's stalled lately, but there's been an amazing increase in productivity in this economy. And if companies can get more widgets- out of worker per hour worked without investing more money, then what incentive do they have to actually spend the money on on uh, things that will benefit workers, right? They do share buybacks. They do uh, stock repurchases. They do all kinds of things, but they don't do things that directly benefit employees. And that's been the pattern for, you know, a decade. So wait, they, so they don't, so they're actually using the cash to help their to investors? To help their own or, shareholders, to okay, help the So they aren't actually sitting on the cash, well, like, this has confused me. They aren't sitting. They're they're actually let, let me, using let me, it. Let me make clear that there is so much cash out there that they can do both things. They can sit on a giant mound of it. Apple has, last time I checked, two hundred thirty billion dollars in the bank. Right? They can sit on a giant pile oh of it, and they can use a slightly smaller pile of it to buy back stocks. Is this like a massive rainy day fund, like rainy ten years fund? Why wouldn't you build the next great thing? Uh, that's that's a great question. I don't have the answer to that. But the, the idea that they would have to invest in employers and workers is not an attractive option for them because employees cost more, right? There are uncertain returns, all of those things. Oh, right? business. Yeah. Oh, business. They'd, they'd have oh, to be capitalism. in business. Capitalism. Yeah. Like yeah. the thing that they yeah. do. Any- okay. So, right. so the so short answer you, is Trump. Link Trump, that back to me to Trump. Yeah. Well, so tr- the answer is that all of that means Trump gets some of the credit because companies and investors now believe that the next starting on January 20th, policies will be more business friendly. Right. You've heard for the past eight years that the Obama administration is not business friendly. There's too many regulations and, oh, my God, clean power and all of that jazz. That mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the market believes will slowly start to be disassembled and thus uh, will create better opportunities for businesses to make money. And it is in his intention, his state. Oh, intention. oh yeah. Oh, totally. And that, that, that of is, the Republican. Absolutely. Yeah. That is what they want to do. And so, you know, there will be more money in this economy. There will be GDP growth. How long it lasts is another question. Whether it comes with high inflation is a is a Janet Yellen question. And she talked about that a little bit uh, yesterday. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot that he gets credit for. Politically, like the way I think about it, how do we tell people that a booming economy isn't necessarily 
great for them because because what you're saying is if the Republicans like what I hear the inverse, like yep. if the Republicans lose the House and the Senate in, you know, a year and a half, two yep. years, two years, then maybe maybe the economy will tank and or, or the markets rather will tank because Democrats are coming back in and they might, you know, do this and that. Well, or maybe except except though. yeah, maybe except by then the euphoria will be gone. Right. I mean, the, hmm. the money no, that correct. the money that is going to come into the economy because of the Trump uh, administration is going to run through the economy in six, eight months. Right. That's what happened with the stimulus program that uh, Obama put in in February of 2009. Right. That money was through the economy uh, by like September. Uh, and then we're going to see mm-hmm. what happens and then we're going to see what happens. And, and, you know what and that's find... the way it works. What? You know what? Okay. I think it's I think it's I really love that you have impeccable grammar while still being totally colloquial. <laughs> ah shit. Come on, really? <laughs> All right. All right, we got to go. I'm serious. I'm I, I'm uh I'm on Twitter at Kai Rizdal. Oh yeah, we got it. We, we we got an email address and we actually got an email, oh, yeah, but yeah, we're yeah. not going to do we're not going to do it today. Um it's inside out at marketplace.org. Send us a note. And the Twitter and the and Kai, the, and the Twitter, at Kai at Rizdal, Kai Rizdal, at Kai Rizdal, at marketplace. All the live long day. Bye. This is APM.